What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome to episode 23 of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. 23 weeks strong here, getting closer to that number 25. I, of course, am your host, the Commissioner, Glenn Gordon, and with me is the most racially diverse gaming cast on the internet today, starting with the original himself, Ben Sterling. How are you, Ben? Oh, I'm, I'm very full up right now, but good. You're what now? I'm very full up, stuffed. Full up. Sounds good, man. I'm hungry. I haven't. I actually haven't eaten yet today. I should do that. Oh um, well, this was the first time I've eaten today, so I didn't eat till about seven. So. Gotcha. I heard you've been working on a review. How's that been going? Uh, yeah, it's it's going well. It's it's by the time this is, you know, live, the review will actually be live. So, yeah, it's been really good. I, I actually enjoyed the game a lot more than I expected. And and what was the game? Uh, One Piece Unlimited World Red. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, uh, basically, it's uh, an action adventure, uh, one piece sort of game. You got your hub as well. You know, you got your town, which will expand as you get resources. It's pretty much imagine it's kind of a mix of One Piece and Monster Hunter in a way. Mm-hmm. It's pretty uh, it's hard to describe, and that's the only way I can describe it. It's, I, I recommend it, even if you're not a fan of One Piece. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I, I love when games are like that. Like, even if you're not a big fan of, of whatever it's about, like, it's still a great game and you want to play it. And also, the storyline isn't sort of connected to the main actual show. It's non, it's canon because it's written by the actual guy from One Piece. Yeah, uh, Oda, Oda, I think his name is. He, it's the same writer, but it's a completely different like storyline. So if you're not watched One Piece... Or haven't watched it for a long time, you'll still have an idea of what's going on. Yeah, how cool is that? Um, all right. Also with uh, us today, yes. One last thing: a lot of fan service. I oh, want you now. Of, of a course. lot of fan service. Of course. Um, also with us today is KGB Gary himself, representing Russia and America at the same time. How are you, Gary? I'm all right right now. You're all oh, right. Yeah. Why are you just all right? I had like a nervous breakdown earlier today because of Square Enix and their terrible login service and registration <laughs> service. Wait, what happened? Uh, well, I took my PS4 to my friend's house yesterday to show him Final Fantasy XIV because he's thinking of getting it. Uh-huh. And apparently, I can't do that because it's like registered to an IP address. So when I try to log in, it told me there's a problem. And my account has been suspended. It's like a security measure. What? Yeah. And they said, we sent you an email. Please follow the instructions in the email. Well, I didn't get an email. So I had no instructions to follow. <laughs> you, you checked like your spam folder and all of that? I checked everything. There was no email from them at all. Which isn't new because getting anything from Square Enix in your email is almost impossible. When um, I was registering to play Final Fantasy XIV, I had a resubmit my account like five times before I actually got a confirmation email from them. This is completely irrelevant, but um, I'm now reminded of my review for Guard 3. Um, <laughs> I had to play that game, and I wasn't happy that I had to play that game. Uh, I didn't like it one bit, and Square didn't develop it. They only published it. Um, it was developed by Access Games, and I gave it like a 5 out of 10. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't very good to me, anyway. I, I know there are some um, really big Drakengard fans that liked it, um, regardless. But I, I just didn't. 
Um, <laughs> but with Square's problems aside, hopefully that's going to get better with Final Fantasy XV coming sometime in the near or distant future. Um, <laughs> before we begin today, we actually have a couple of tweets. Um, I'm seeing one from Ernest, but it's in Japanese, so I'm going to go ahead and ignore that. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't read Japanese. Oh, where, um, where is it? Let me, let me just read it, because let's see if I can find it. Is it it's No, it's it's not in Romaji. It's it's literally oh. in, in Hiragana Japanese Ka- characters. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know how you actually read those out anyway. Really. I, I recognize some of them. I see Ka, Shi, E, um, Ta... Eh. It would take some time. I'm I'm trying to learn Japanese, but I'm not that good yet. Um, These are from our best friend, um, Ali Shan. We we call him Fonz, but his Twitter name says Ali Shan. Um, He's talking about E3. He says, E3 was epic. If I was into Microsoft, I would get the Xbox just for Sunset Overdrive. It reminds me of Ratchet & Clank and Infamous. Um, Well, dude... You don't have to be, quote, into Microsoft just to get it for a game you like. I mean, go ahead. I mean, Sunset Overdrive looks just great. Uh, at least to me. I don't believe Gary liked it. Was that right, Gary? Or, I thought it was okay. It was okay? It was me. Oh, it was Ben. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like it that much. Didn't like it that much? I think well, people are making it out to be more than it's going to be. I don't know. I think it looks kind of cool. It, it, it does remind me of Ratchet and Clank. I don't know about Infamous. Um, well, yeah, maybe, maybe a little infamous, but it, it really kind of has that ratchet and clank feel to it that, um, that infamous is so good at making. Um, he also says, yeah, but Sony won this year's conference. Good surprises. And to me, Batman and Uncharted 4 are what made them win this year. Um, which is great because Batman's multiple, Batman's coming out to Xbox as well. Um, but I'm really impressed with what Sony has been managing to do with Destiny. Uh, Destiny is, of course, a multiplayer game, and, and we're going to talk about Destiny in a little bit. But um, it, it's a multiplayer game, and yet Sony's managing to kind of tailor it for the PS4. And so I think it's really going to move some units, just like it, just like Watch Dogs did. It might, Sony did the same thing with um, with Ubisoft and Watch Dogs. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, any thoughts, guys, about E3 and... Um, well, we've talked pretty much all we can about E3, really. We did. Uh, yeah, I thought it was amazing. It was, but um, definitely, Fonz, you don't have to be into Mike. You don't have to be a Microsoft fan to get the Xbox One if you really want to play Sunset Overdrive. Um, if you want to, go ahead and get that thing, man. It, it looks good. Um, I don't think we have any reviews, any new reviews, anyway. So. Well. Not really, no. There's been not, not many. Re- well, expect quite a few reviews over the next few months because there's going to be a lot more, lot more stuff. I think popping up. Yeah. Next month's quite busy. I think there will be more stuff popping up. Yeah. Um, before we really get into anything, guys, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to OC Remix, Overclocked Remix, who has basically been responsible for a lot of the intro and ending music that we've done. I believe last week I found a Star Fox, not Star Fox, a Mega Man remix. You, you find all sorts of video game remixes there. The guys there are great. The guys who, who make remixes of video game music and put them on OC Remix, they're really great. It's really kind of rated and, and all the content on there is good. So if you're into video game music, 
and you, you like some of the really great remixes that have been out there, head to ocremix.org, not .com, .org. You'll hear all sorts of great stuff. We've gotten some Star Wolf. We, we used the Star Wolf uh, theme on one not too long ago. And last week we used two different remixes of the Mega Man's Dr. Wily stage, the stage one. It's, it's really, it's one of the most famous soundtracks from uh, Mega Man games, basically. So definitely check out ocremix.org. Uh, some really talented guys there. Moving forward now, let's see, Bungie. <laughs> um, I don't know if I want to talk about Bungie just yet. Gary, you want to talk about your thing first? My thing? Uh, about E3? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I could, yeah. Okay, let, let's hear what Gary has to say first. He, uh, Gary has a bit of a, a rant about some stuff that was presented at E3. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, I was fine with E3 watching it and all, and then when E3 was over, I started thinking to myself, why would you have games behind closed doors it is my major problem here. Uh, one in particular that came to mind was Metal Gear Solid Five. We got a cutscene trailer at Sony's press conference, which was great. But why did we get a cutscene trailer when the last year we had a gameplay trailer? And then I find out they showed a behind closed doors gameplay demonstration of Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm like, why would you do it behind closed doors? Don't you want? people to see what your game is like. Why would you hinder people from seeing that? And then you get mad when footage of it leaks online. And then a month later, or in this case, a week later, you release the footage anyway. Why didn't you just show it off to everyone when you were there? You know, it just, it really frustrated me. That and, like I said, cutscene trailer and CG trailers of games that you obviously have gameplay footage to show. Bloodborne, we got a CG trailer. Why? You showed the game gameplay footage behind closed doors. I mean, was it really difficult to cut up some footage from in-game and put it into the trailer? Why did it have to be CG? And that goes for Microsoft, too. And, and to me, Microsoft showed a lot of CG trailers to games that probably look like crap in their face right now. So I get that. But if that's the case, I guess it just goes to my point of don't announce a game if you don't have any gameplay footage to show of it. Like, you show me a CG trailer of Tomb Raider, Rise of, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I don't know what the game is about. I don't know what it's going to look like. Don't show me one thing and then give me a completely different type of game. I remember seeing awesome trailers to games, and then they ended up being some top-down, isometric, dual-stick shooters. And they have this amazing CG trailer. It's completely misleading, and it just pisses me off when they do that. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm as I'm here listening to you, I'm kind of trying to think of reasons why they might want to um, show the game behind closed doors instead of out there. And I probably think of a couple. I don't know how good they are, but <laughs> yeah, it, it, it all feels like a, a really pointless song and dance. Um, because the footage is going to get out anyway. Um, I guess you, you touched on this a little bit. What if the um, game itself doesn't look as good, but they really want to start the hype going and, and at least announce it at E3? 
Well, you could do that, but you're just spending so much money and time making a CG trailer. Those aren't cheap. They cost money. Yeah. And you could be spending all those resources making uh, advancing the game. Yeah, like take Square, for example. They announced Final Fantasy Type-0 or Type-O, whatever it's going to be called. And all they did was show you a logo. That was it. That was their announcement. They didn't take the time to do a CG trailer to get people going. They did that with Final Fantasy Versus 13, and it's taken seven years to show gameplay footage of that. Halo does that all the time. <laughs> like, they'll show That's this... Halo 5, what was the point of showing me Halo 5 when it was three guys jumping over a bridge and that was the end of it? Dude, they didn't... They never show anything. Like, they... <laughs> I guess they tried to use Master Chief's image as the big reveal. And so they show all of this pointless stuff, like, all these big environments... And then they show, like, Master Chief. And it's like, okay, I guess it's a Halo game. You know? Not, yeah. They not, keep showing Master Chief, but you never see him in the game. You only see his gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. But what I'm guessing is, um, man, it, it, it all feels really pointless. I'm not sure how valid these reasons are. Um, just because it, it really does bother me, too. Because... You Watch Dogs did sort of the same thing. You see the trailer and it's like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And then you get the actual product and you're like, this isn't what I expected. You know? Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, it, it sets people up, it sets you up for disappoint, uh, disappointing your audience, which you don't want. I mean, Watch Dogs, <laughs> it's hard to say Watch Dogs is suffering backlash from it. it because it's just basically gotten so much attention that it managed to get some really prestigious titles as like most pre-ordered new IP in history. That's ridiculous. But that's not due to the actual product being worth the title. That's due to the hype, to the marketing that Ubisoft was able to perform for the game. And so, um, you know, it, it, it really is frustrating, but I'm guessing they just wanted... Either they just wanted to make sure that it was presented in a good way, because Drive Club also suffered for some backlash um, when it actually did show gameplay at E3 when it was about 30% complete. Do you remember that? I think so, yeah. It, it, it was last year. They, uh, Drive Club was at E3 last year, and it was only about 30% done, but they decided to show it anyway. They didn't show a big trailer, but it was actually there for people um, to play. Because uh, they, they did show a big trailer, but... They didn't show gameplay footage, is what I mean to say. But it was there for people to play, and the media basically went out and, you know, it was, it was bad, it, it didn't look very good, etc., etc., so on and so on. And so Drive Club, at least for a little while, got a reputation as being a, a bad-looking game. And the people who were actually smart went out and said, dude, it's only 30% done, you know, trying to calm everything down. So... You know, I, I recognize that there can be a little backlash to showing a game before it's ready, so I'm, I'm guessing maybe they were worried about that. Maybe they were feeling like they didn't want to um, show a game that wasn't at a certain stage, except behind closed doors. That yeah, but see, <laughs> they show it behind closed doors, and then they let people write about it. If it's yeah. bad, they say it's bad. That's All the previews that I've read, everybody's praising Final or Bloodborne and... Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain. Yeah, all these games are shown behind closed doors, so there is really no point in doing that. I can't. I can't. I'm just trying to come up with reasons yeah, that they could have done that. I, the, <laughs> the other, the other thing is just uh, time. If you look at Xbox's thing, 
Xbox's conference was literally game, 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 game. Um, I mean, they could have gotten rid of the stupid developer interviews that I keep complaining about and just done another trailer or, or some extra gameplay footage. They could have done that, but um, all their stuff was just games, so they probably only had time for short trailers. Um, and I guess with PlayStation, <laughs> I would have been happy if PlayStation just did not say the word TV. If the word TV just did not come out of their mouths at all, if Powers had not, just not even gotten in his suit and, and come on stage and even just been there at all, I just wish he wasn't there. Um, that would have made Sony's conference a lot stronger. No one gave a crap about Powers. You know, um, here, here's another thing, though. You know, people are complaining. I, I, I also complain about the TV stuff, but then I realize, you know, E3, when it first came to be, isn't about games. It's about electronics. All electronics. That's what it was. And somehow it morphed into what people believe only games. And I think they're all in their right to show whatever they want. Because it's an electronic entertainment expo. It's not video games expo. Well, Powers is not electronics. I'm sorry. It may it's have been created. It's on a TV. It's Which not, is electronic. It's not a TV. It's not on a TV. Like, I mean, it's content. Like, games and games fall under the same banner, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you are speaking to an audience of video gamers. And, and forget about what E3 was, because that doesn't matter anymore. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Now it's games. That's it. I mean, if, you, if, you're, if, you're going to, if you're going to show other stuff, that's fine. But you're at a, uh, a conference for a video game company, for a video game device, speaking to an audience of video gamers. You're not in the right place if you're going to talk about TV there. I'm sorry. Like, you can talk about TV, but then go to another conference. You know, E3 doesn't have to be all about video games. But if you're at a video game company's conference talking to a video game audience, it doesn't make sense then to start talking about TV. That's not what they're there for. I guess. But at this point, they should just move everything then from E3 to an actual gaming convention, like Gamescom. E3 basically, I mean, you're, you're defending what E3 was, but... It still is. There are still people who do that stuff at E3. Sure, there are still people who do that stuff at E3. Why can't the TV guys go to them? Because it's Sony. <laughs> you know, I mean... It's a Sony-funded TV project. E3 is not just about games, but it's... But it's turned into that. This is all that people see of it now. This is all that video gamers see about it. Do you see any articles about anything else? That appears at the, E3. Well, the no, incredibly I, sexy Steam Boy. No, because I don't look for any other articles at E3. Look up the Steam Boy, it's sexy. The Steam, yeah, Boy, the Steam Boy looks really great, although I think it's just stupid for um, Valve to name it the Steam Boy. I think it's fake. I, I, I want the Steam Man. <laughs> I really think that thing is fake. There's... no. Well, I mean, I don't know. I... I have seen other articles about it, so I have reason to believe that it was actually shown at E3. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think that if they make the Steam Boy, it would be much more successful than the Steam Machine. 
uh, the actual consoles. So, I, I yeah, that, that's my rant. I just don't get like you showed gameplay last year, and now all of a sudden you can't show gameplay. It has to be behind closed doors. Like, did the quality fall that bad? I don't know. No, I, I don't understand why why they do things that way, but especially since, you know, E3's audience is literally just made up of media. Like, it's not like there are gamers there. Like, I mean, just non-media gamers to go well, try out it games. it used to be open to gamers. It used to be, but now it's not. It's making um, me sad. Now it's not. And so you're you're letting members of the media try your game behind closed doors. Of course they're going to write about it. Like, what What do you expect? Uh, so so what's the point of doing the whole behind-closed-doors thing anyway? Just show it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if they still do it, but I remember when Square used to... When they had the Final Fantasy XIII stuff, mm-hmm. if, uh, when they showed it behind-closed-doors, they would actually take your phones off you. Take any camera equipment off yeah. you, anything you could use to write anything down or take photos. Yeah, if you can, if you can do a, a big non-disclosure agreement and try to enforce that, then yeah, and then all they've got is just word of mouth, which... Yeah, Square used to hire bouncers and metal detectors for when you went into the actual auditorium so you couldn't actually bring anything in to record it. Mm-hmm. You see, that's just, just... I don't know. Especially like with with Konami, who released that gameplay footage that they showed behind closed doors a week later. <laughs> oh, okay. it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Konami. It, it does things for some reason. Yeah. Oh, and since we're at with Konami, I find it really sad how badly the Japanese developers were missing at E3 this year. Just completely gone. Outside of Metal Gear Solid Five, nobody else was there. Square Enix talked about, you know, Final Fantasy XIV, which is fine. They could have done that at any time, though. They didn't have anything to really show. Besides a small little trailer. Well, they had an event there. They had the Leviathan event. Okay, but you can do the Leviathan event now. No, no, literally, um, they had um, booths set up so that if teams beat Leviathan, they got a free t-shirt and a free bag. Hmm. Okay, but but I'm, I'm talking about like new stuff. Like Nobody showed anything. Konami was... Not there. Besides Metal Gear Solid Five, what else do they have at E3? No Bomberman. That that's for certain. We don't know anything that they had. Capcom was virtually invisible. I don't think they. Capcom showed it. was Billy selling itself off on down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Sega was not was not there. Besides Sonic Boom, which is being developed by a Western studio. Yeah, and looks no, like that has been rated the worst Sonic game ever made. It's not even out yet. <laughs> I think yeah, it's already been rated the worst Sonic game ever made. I think the worst Sonic game ever made. Okay, let, I need to find this um, review. It was a review on Sonic O Six. Yeah, it was a review on IGN, and I feel the need to read this segment of this review. Um, let me find it. While okay. you do that, I'll, 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 I bought Sonic O Six. So did I. Um. And I couldn't get past one level because every time I I died at one bit, and every time I kept reloading in, I kept falling off the cliff automatically. Yeah, I I was in an automatically dying loop. Okay, so, that- so here's here's how IGN phrased this review of Sonic the Hedgehog, which believe me is a terrible game, 
Um, it made me sad because at the time, Sonic was my very favorite video game character, video game, anything. Loved Sonic. So which Sonic is it? Sonic the Hedgehog. It came out in 2006 for PlayStation oh, 3. Yeah. Here's how Jeremy Dunham of... Um, <laughs> Jeffafa Dunham. That kind of Dunham. Okay, I'm going to move on. <laughs> he, this is how he phrased it. Uh, props to anyone who got that, by the way. Um, the most common way to die in the ruined city of the future is undoubtedly death by lava. Or, to be more specific, its victims are typically bombarded by attacks from fire creatures or accidentally fall into a pit of liquid hot magma. Try to imagine for a moment how unbelievably agonizing that kind of extermination would be. Though brief, the pain would be excruciating before your body went completely numb as your nerve endings melted away from the extreme heat. Seconds later, it's likely that your final dying thoughts would be those of terror, regret, and eventually, nothing. In other words, it would be a lot like playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, this this guy had a hands-on with Sonic a boom. Sorry, but every time I read the name, I just think I think Guile from Street Fighter. Sonic boom. Yeah. You know what's funny um, about that? Yeah. I was watching a live stream on GameSpot, I believe it was, and they were showing that game, and it, it looked absolutely terrible. By the way, the the Wii U version of the game, the 3DS version looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. like, I want the 3DS fun. version. Looks amazing. He's just running. That's all he's doing. But they're showing the Wii U version, and this guy, yeah. Let's see if we have any questions from our uh, Twitter audience. And on the right side, you see the the same Twitter feed that he sees, and it's just people just like talking crap on the game. This looks terrible. This is garbage. What were they thinking? And literally, for like 20 seconds, he's just scrolling through all the messages <laughs> on the Twitter. And eventually, he gets to one and is like, you know, this guy wants to know if you guys had any legal issues with Capcom with the name Sonic Boom and Guile. <laughs> I was like, really? Well, Sonic, Sonic Boom's been a thing for Sonic for a long time. I mean, it's not like they just pulled this out of thin air. Um, there, in fact, there's a song uh, for a Sonic game called Sonic Boom. So um, yeah. this isn't new for them. this isn't new for them. It's not like they're stealing anything from Capcom. Yeah, but I just found it so funny that that was the only question you could find to ask. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this this preview by VG Stations uh, basically had a level where he's playing Sonic with Knuckles in a brawler type stage. Uh, it said it felt incredibly off. The timing and the controls felt incredibly clunky. And some of the buttons actually never registered his attacks. Um, the jumping felt very sort of slow and clunky. Then you also got a lasso, which he said felt like the web shoot mechanics we see in Spider-Man games, but broken. Um, and what was it? That was another bit. Um, it, yeah, he said it feels ve- the game itself feels very, very slow. It feels like the werehog levels in Sonic Unleashed. Um, that's where you try to move fast, and yeah, and it takes it's long fights and moving objects just feels really boring. You know, to tell the truth, I really liked the um, I, I liked the Warhog levels in Sonic Unleashed. Um, I understand why a lot of people didn't, because you, you play Sonic because you want to go fast. That's the entire point of Sonic. Um, so to then slow down and have the stretchy arms and all that stuff, that's, that, 
that's not what you got the game for. That that's weird. Um, but you know, as a level itself, as as just the gameplay itself, without being Sonic, I don't think it was bad. Um, I th- well, I, I thought it was kind of cool. Well, Glad, enjoy this game where it's all like that. No, I don't plan to get this game <laughs> just because. Um, you know, I was actually listening, and at the beginning, I was going to say, well, you know, yeah, I know they changed a lot of stuff, but give it a chance, you know? I, I figured, you know, I, it was probably just because... People were probably just upset because they changed all the characters around and everything's different. Um, and, you know, don't don't flame me for that. I mean, people complain about that kind of crap all the time. But then listening... Do you even lift, brah? Yeah. Then listening to you, it was like, yeah, this game doesn't sound like they're programming it correctly. <laughs> It doesn't sound like it's being done very well. Um, so, I don't know. I, well, I don't have a plan to get this game yet. What, what systems are coming to? Wii? Nintendo? Wii U and 3DS. So th- it's the last exclusive game. It's the last exclusive game. So I'm excited to see um, what the actual Sonic team will have for the PS4 and Xbox One sometime soon. Until then, Sonic Boom? Eh. I'll pass on it for now. Until unless I hear that it's better, I might I might want to give it a try. Unless they go ahead and fix those problems, you, you can't release a game like that. But, um, but I am excited for the new movie, the Sonic movie. There's a Sonic movie. That's right. Yeah, with by Sony. Is so- the live action one? Are you kidding me, Ben? Yeah. I'm about to throw things at you if I could. <laughs> no, I, I want to see it because I still. I yeah. mean, Right now, it's Ratchet's Ratchet's a better um, fit for my favorite character, but and Sonic's less so because we just haven't seen many good Sonic games lately. But quite frankly, I I, I still love Sonic. He's one of my favorites. Um, well, it's, it's technically the second movie because you had Sonic the OVA movie, which came out in '99. Well, earlier than that. Came out really came in tied with um, Sonic, was it Sonic Three? I think it was. Uh, no, it was Sonic CD. The Sonic OVA came out with. Okay. Yeah. Which was Knuckles hadn't been sort of finished being created yet, so they gave, made him Australian in the movie. <laughs> they they hadn't decided what Knuckles would be race or anything yet, so he was a oh, I can't remember what it was now. I think he was a Armageddon, uh, an armadillo, Australian. So wait, where where are echidnas from? Where do echidnas live? I, I don't even know, to be they honest. Live, oh, they live in Australia. Yeah, they live in Australia and so New Guinea. That's probably why they gave him an Australian accent. Not only that, but they're they're spiky like porcupines. So I wonder why Knuckles has like those dreadlock-looking things. Because dreadlocks are cute. <laughs> I don't understand. Echidnas are, are weird-looking creatures, and and they have pointy like, they have what looks like a screwdriver at the end of their nose, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, they're they're egg lay they lay eggs. Um, even though they're mammals, they they lay eggs. So, I'm, and they they're anteaters. They're they're sort of like ants. Yeah, they're they're like anteaters. So. Um, the more you know. According to Wikipedia, um, their diet consists of ants and termites, but they are not closely related to the true anteaters of the Americas. So, um, fun facts about echidnas. <laughs> um, 
the neocortex makes up half of the echidna's brain compared to 80% of a human brain. Yeah. Um, moving right along here, there has been a lot of... Um, <laughs> I'm already face-bombing. Oh, my goodness. The, this, this kind of thing gives me a headache. Um, so, Destiny's coming out on PS4 and on Xbox One. And not everyone is very happy about it, um, particularly Xbox One gamers who have been assaulting the Bungie forums with all sorts of outraged comments. Um, obviously, this time around, Bungie, who is famous for the Halo franchise and used to be a uh, owned by Microsoft, has since become an independent developer, um, Obviously, this time around, Bungie's working really closely with Sony and with PlayStation. Uh, there, there have been deals going around. There's a white PS4 coming out with, with Destiny. Um, there's a lot of exclusive DLC that PS4 gamers will receive, that Xbox gamers won't receive until quite a, a while later. Um, basically, it, it's being brand... Despite being a multiple-platform game, it's basically being marketed as a PlayStation game. Um, and, and this isn't the first time that's happened. Uh, Watch Dogs had the same kind of thing, although it didn't have a whole freaking console come out with it. Um, it was definitely marketed as a, as a PlayStation game. It, in fact, it moved a lot of PlayStation consoles. Um, and yet we, we now... So this isn't something new, and, and yet we now go to the Bungie forums, and... Which I, I, shall, I shall be a representative of, if you want. I shall... I shall pretend to be a Bungie Forum Post member. Okay. Okay, I shall one second. And um, here's how, here's what we're seeing here. Uh, here, here are some of the um, posts that Xbox gamers are publishing on the Bungie Forums. Okay, so here's one. Crimes against your Xbox fans, too great to ignore. Um, just a little excerpt. Bungie, I always dismissed it when people ranted about Bungie betraying their Xbox fans, but I can't ignore it anymore. This is getting ridiculous. Uh, it was one thing just to give the game to PlayStation users a little earlier, but entirely another to do what you're doing. You're giving the best armor, new exotic weapons, new ships, a new map, and an entire strike mission only to PlayStation users. You say Xbox users will get these things later, but will have to wait an entire year. Do you know what happens in a year, Bungie? People finish playing games they started a year ago. I don't feel betrayed. I don't think Bungie is entitled to only serve one console exclusively. More than anything, I feel insulted. It is ridiculous for Destiny to so strongly favor one console. I would also be upset if Bungie favored Xbox only. If you, Bungie, really want to favor the PlayStation users, then just don't wait so long to give your Xbox fans the content. Uh, you say you love your Xbox, your fans equally, so show it. You haven't done one thing with Destiny that shows you what to give gamers, Xbox gamers the best experience possible. Um, he said more, more after that. So let me just talk about this one for a second. Um, he does have some legitimate points before I say anything. I will say he has legitimate points. Um, it does suck for Xbox gamers that uh, they will have to wait an entire year to receive the... DLC that PlayStation gamers will have. Um, that, I think, is a, a bit sad. On the opposite side, though, it's not like you're going to be playing cross-platform. Um, it's not like you're going to have to face people with exotic weapons and um, who have done 
different things than you. It's, it's going to be separate. So it's not going to create an um, imbalance in the game. Um, all of that said, uh, anyway, let me, I'll, I'll come back to it, but let me take a look at another one. Um, I, I can't even find these posts. Yeah, they're under the bungee section. Mike, oh, not the actual Destiny section. No. Microsoft getting screwed. This one's a very short one. Um, I hate that MS pissed off Bungie, and now all you Xbox users are going to suffer the consequences. Um, <laughs> that was a nice short one. Uh, here's another one. I'm tremendously disappointed. This one's, this one's actually very well written, and it's not whiny, which I appreciated. Um, let's see, where was he... I, to Microsoft, oh, this one looks good. To, to Microsoft fans, I understand your concern about Bungie giving us the cold shoulder. I have the exact same issues with what's going on, but behaving like enraged children isn't going to help our case in the slightest, and you know it. Um, for that, I applaud this guy. His name is Mensch Machine. I have no clue how to pronounce his freaking name. It's, it's spelled a, a weird way. Um, but then he says, Bungie, you say you love us all equally, but what have you done to show it? What have you given us... When have you given us the slightest inkling that Destiny on the Xbox is anything but a courtesy? Uh, you've been well known for loving and listening to your fans, but now you're catering to one community in particular, and it's taking its toll. Um, <laughs> let's see. Here's another one. Oh, can I can I can I say one? Yes, go ahead. I am tremendously disappointed. To Sony fans, we're not being whiny. We're not asking for the same special treatment you guys are getting. We just want to be treated equally. There's it, it, nothing really majorly... It's actually a good statement, this one, post, actually. This is the uh, one I just... Um, <laughs> you're, reading a, we know what, a different, what? you're reading a different part of the one I just read. Go ahead. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's not bad, actually. No. No, then someone responds with just F you. That's, that's, that's the greatest response, I guess. Yeah. The Hunter, that's not a good response. Never. Yeah. Um, of course, you probably said it in a very nasally voice, but never do it. <laughs> Dear Bungie and all my fellow Xboxers, I understand... <laughs> Xboxers. Xboxers. Why do I feel like he's talking about <laughs> underwear and not a console? Um, anyway. Uh, no, for some reason, I thought Transformers. Xboxers. Yeah. Bungie in disguise. <laughs> I understand business just about as well as anyone else that grew up in a capitalist economy, but what you are doing to the vast majority of your lifelong fans isn't business. It's personal. Your personal grudge about how your partnership with Microsoft broke up. And it's understandable that you fell, fell head over heels for Sony when they came in and scooped you up on the rebound. Um, giving PlayStation players three days of alpha and four days of beta over Xbox owners is also understandable, but giving them exclusive content is just wrong. Just because we of the community chose Xbox over your new sugar daddy's PlayStation does not mean we sided with Microsoft in y'all's divorce. To go and spit in our faces because we with stuck with the system we've played your games on for over a decade now is completely unfair to us. If you want to make it a one-platform game, that's fine. But don't tempt us with the game and then show favoritism to one system with exclusive-only content. Hell, I'd even be fine with exclusive timed content. <laughs> <laughs> But your disregard... I'm laughing because he's clearly un, um, misinformed. But your disregard for a fan base that has been with you for so long and then to treat us like this because of how Microsoft treated you is unfair to the fans. Uh, P.S. All the people that replied to this post trying to troll 
<laughs> All that you are doing is keeping this post bumped because I just hired your stupid events to justify your existence in life. And I strongly encourage everyone that really just wants an answer to why Bungie is treating us that way to do the same instead of trooping to the troll's level in life. Uh, um, I, I love this one. This one, one I'm looking at right now. It is amazing. Are you- Bungie, you've gone too far. Post your tears here. Wait, what? Bungie, you, you, you've gone. Oh, sorry, say gone. No, e, no, e in two, as in the number two, and fair. Post your tears here, and it's not Bungie, it's Bun, Bungie. B u n g e e. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, Why post a forum this stupid? <laughs> <laughs> one more here, and then we'll we'll talk about this a little bit. Message to Bungie. This one's from Morgan. Activision. No, no, no. We know it's Bungie now. Activision is ruining Bungie or Bungie with this PlayStation BS. They're making you lose your diehard Bungie fans. If you start reading these topics, you will understand what I mean. Bungie, pull your head out of your butt and listen to the fans, not Activision. Um, okay, I, I have replied to some of these. So what I'm about to say is basically just representative of what I have said to the people who have written these posts. Um, so first of all, what we're what these what these guys are complaining about is mostly that PlayStation gamers are, are getting um, exclusive content. But let's see what else is getting call, uh, exclusive content. Let's see Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Despite the fact that the PS4 was declared the preferred console for Call of Duty. Um, Xbox One gamers are getting exclusive timed content, all right? First on Xbox One, it was on the marquee at the bottom of the Xbox One uh, press conference, of the Xbox press conference. It was there. They're getting, they're getting it first. Um, Assassin's Creed Unity is getting some exclusive stuff. And in fact, they're... Is it? I didn't know that. At least I think so. I could be wrong. But I, no, I'd really be surprised because, if anything, Assassin's Creed's normally Sony... But I, I have been. I, I am noticing that every Assassin's Creed commercial is branded with the Xbox logo instead of the PlayStation logo. So that's some of the exact same stuff you're seeing here. Welcome to marketing. Okay, Xbox is doing the same thing, trying to paint Assassin's Creed Unity with a, a, a nice green Xbox light in the same way that PlayStation has been doing with Xbox with um <laughs> with Watch Dogs and with Destiny. Um, uh, there is no, there's no exclusive content. Okay, there's no exclusive content, but it's still being marketed the exact same way that people are complaining about here. Then you have um, Uncharted. Then you have Insomniac. I don't know why I said Uncharted. Then you have Insomniac, which is famous for the Ratchet and Clank franchise, which is exclusive to PlayStation, and I think always will be because now Sony owns Ratchet and Clank. Um, Insomniac has now been developing Sunset Overdrive exclusively for Xbox One. Now, see, now I'm, notice that I'm saying exclusively. I'm not saying, you know, timed exclusive. I'm not saying first on Xbox. I'm not saying it will eventually come to PS4. Insomniac has expressed that Sunset Overdrive is just for Xbox One, okay? It's not like this is new, okay? On both consoles, this has been happening back and forth. And we can expect to see a lot more of it in the future because this is the first time we've had consoles that are so similar to each other. So now it's, it's really going to be about content, which I love. I love that it's going to be about content. It's going to be about which 
um, which console offers the best experiences on the best games. And so it's, I think it's smart for Sony to work with Bungie to um, try to paint a multiplayer game in PlayStation's light. And, and Xbox is obviously trying to do the same now. So that's just how it's going to work from now on. Um, By the way, Dragon Age has exclusive first access to the DLC on Xbox One and 360. Exactly. This is not new stuff. Um, furthermore, uh, <laughs> I'm just reading some of these. It's just silly. Listen, Xbox gamers are going to get the exact same game that PlayStation 4 gamers are going to get, minus the DLC. Okay? In fact, in fact, this is to directly to the people who were saying that, Destiny, that Bungie hasn't done anything to try and promote a similar experience on the Xbox One. Here is an article... Um, that's basically um, a lot of games have been coming out in like top quality on PS4 with uh, 60 frames per second and all that stuff, whatever. Um, but Destiny will not. And here is an answer as to why um, the shooter will not have 60 frames per second on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it will be on 1080p, by the way, but just at 30 frames per second. This is from Jason Sussman, Bungie's senior environment artist. He said it's a lot of different things. He said, I could get really technical, but I'd bore you to death. A lot has to do with performance. We're cross-platform, so we had to be very delicate with all four consoles, making sure they have the same experience so that it looks as good as it possibly can on all of these consoles. A lot goes into that, from geometry to textures to post effects to particles to how many players you get on the screen. We're always balancing that out to make sure everyone gets the same experience. So basically what he's saying is, Destiny could be better than it is. It could look better than it is. It could run at 60 frames per second. But we're holding it back so that it can run at the same frame rate and offer a similar experience on all platforms. That's what, that's what Bungie's saying here. All right? So to say now that Destiny is not, um, or that Bungie is not trying to promote a similar experience on all the games, that they're favoring one console over the other, uh, and that they don't care about all their gamers, they don't care about making sure everyone has the same thing. No, I'm sorry, that's, that's wrong. They held the game back so that it would have a similar experience on all, con on, on all consoles. You know? It, it's, it's ridiculous to... I mean, yes, you do have to wait on Xbox One for the, for the DLC, and I, I do feel you there. That, that's a long wait. And by then, I don't know that it'll, the DLC will make a difference to anyone anymore. Um... There was also one comment that someone said, um, which one was it? Let me find it. He was saying, that, 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 here it is, that it's personal. It's a personal grudge that Bungie just hates Microsoft now, and so, you know, they don't want Xbox gamers to get anything. Um, that's really ridiculous, because Bungie's an independent studio, and as an independent studio, you want support from all gamers, okay? If you don't have support from all gamers, you're losing money. So, no, Bungie's not doing that. And at first, uh, what was my reply to him? My reply was, you know, it's not like Bungie fell head over heels and started giving the company free gifts. But then I, I looked around some more and I realized, you know, Bungie and, and Sony have actually been working really closely together. Um, since Bungie split with Microsoft, Sony and Bungie have, have been pretty good friends. Um, Bungie, in fact, helped Sony develop the DualShock 4. Um, They've been, they've been really working together 
um, pretty closely, and they have a pretty good relationship. Sony has a, a really good relationship with most of its developers, with all of its developers. It's been really working on that. So I, I, I'm going to kind of say it is possible that, you know, they've been working together and Sony said, hey, you know, can you make some DLC for us? And Bungie said, oh, sure, you know. Um, but there's there are definitely contracts going around. It's, it's not like everything's just a free get. Oh, we love Sony. Here, have all of this stuff. We love Sony, you know. But it's, it's, it's business. It's more than that. So all of these complaints that Xbox gamers are getting, you're getting the same game. You are getting the exact same game. The quality is going to be the same. The gameplay is going to be the same. The, the biggest difference, the only consequences you will have to suffer, as one person put it, is that you'll have to watch some commercials with blue at the end instead of green. And if you're allergic to the if you're allergic to to the color blue, I'm sorry. That might be a more serious consequence than I'm talking about. Oh no! But that's the only consequence because your community is not going to suffer for it. You're not going to have an imbalanced game um, geared toward PlayStation gamers because it's separate. Okay, you're you're not going to have any. You you have no consequence. You're going to get the same game, the exact same game. So I don't know why. Everyone's complaining and why, oh, Bungie's making a big mistake. Bungie's betraying everyone. Um, Bungie's making stupid choices. You, you do know that PlayStation has the bigger audience, right? You know? And, and not every Xbox fan is whining about it, okay? Not just a relative few people are, are whining about it. So, you know, if, if you want to be like now, oh, Bungie's not loyal to the Xbox people anymore, which I think is stupid. Why does it have to be loyal to anyone? It's an independent developer. Um, so, you know, all of, this, all of this stuff is really dumb. I mean, Bungie doesn't have to, do, have to be loyal to anyone. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be loyal to Sony. It doesn't have to be loyal to Xbox games. This just feels like a lot of people are just upset now because PlayStation is getting a lot of stuff from a company that used to be owned by Microsoft and used to be only about Xbox because it was owned by Microsoft. That's what it feels like. It feels like, you know, in order for us to like you, you have to support Xbox and only Xbox. And, you know, not everyone said that. A lot of people were like, yeah, it's fine that PlayStation gamers are getting this. We just don't like that we have to wait a year for DLC, which is reasonable. But a lot of people are just on and on about, oh, you're going to the PlayStation side now. We don't like you anymore. You know, PlayStation has an audience of 8 million gamers right now to Xbox's, like, 4.5 or something. You know, losing a few people, and I mean a few because a lot of Xbox gamers don't care. A lot of Xbox gamers are going to buy the game anyway. So losing a few butthurt people to that is not going to harm Bungie. All right? It's not going to harm Bungie at all. It's just, the game's, Destiny's looking really strong. A lot of people really enjoyed the alpha. A lot of people have pre-ordered and are looking forward to the beta. So Bungie's not in trouble here. So my advice is just to get over it. You're going to get the same game, the exact same game. Bungie doesn't hate you. Daddy's paying a little more attention to brother right now, but that doesn't mean he loves you any less. Okay? Anyway, that's all I had to rant about with that. What do you, what do you guys think about all this? All I want to add is, they're talking about boycotting. Yeah, there was talks about boycotting because all Sony has more stuff than us, so we won't buy it now. Go ahead, 
boycott all you want. We'll we'll enjoy our game, and other Xbox owners will enjoy their game. But also, you got to remember, if too many people didn't purchase it, let's just say it uh, it comes out when it does come out, four million copies sell on PlayStation Four, and half a million sell on Xbox One. What's that going to say to uh, Bungie in the future about making exclusive content? They're going to go, wait a minute, PS Four is. A bigger market for yeah, us. Yeah, they're going to say, hey, our games don't really sell on Xbox, so we're going to focus a little more on PlayStation. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, It could do the complete opposite of what they want. It, rather than bringing more content to the Xbox, who knows? If if people go, oh, I don't want to buy it because of this, Bungie might go, okay, fair enough. Destiny 2, exclusive to the PS4. This whole, this whole fanboy thing, this whole <laughs> loyalty thing, these people don't understand the whole point of being a gamer, okay? And you're, you're not getting shafted, I promise you. Xbox gamers, you are not getting shafted. Um, maybe on the DLC you are a little bit. I, I do agree 100% that a year is too long to wait. Um, I, I do 100% agree that that's, on, that, that's completely unfair. Um, that's just, I guess, how, the, the deal that they all worked out together. But other than that, it's, it's not going to make a difference with your game. It's not going to make your game worse. You're going to get the same game. They held back. They held back the quality so that it could have an, an equal experience on all consoles. You know, you're, you're not going to get shafted. Bungie still loves you. Just buy Destiny and enjoy it. Just buy Destiny and enjoy it. It's a great game. I've played. I've played the alpha a little bit. A lot of PS4 gamers have. Um, a lot of PS4 gamers have are going to play the beta. I think the beta is coming to Xbox One too, right? Yeah, four days. Just after. four days after. It's only four days. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna get the um, you're gonna get the beta too. You're gonna get a chance to play it, and you're gonna get a chance to love it just like we do. You know, it's it's just marketing. It's just business, and we're it's you better get used to it too, because like I said, we're gonna start seeing a lot more of it because the consoles are so similar, and it's, it's really this is the first or one of the first generations where we've it's all been about content. You know, and these companies are going to be competing by trying to get multiplayer, multi-platform games to get exclusive content and say, hey, this game is multi-platform, but it's going to be better on Xbox One. This game is multi-platform, but it's going to be better on PS4. You know, that's what this generation, that's how, that's how things are going to work this generation. So you you better get used to it. This is how it's going to be. And Xbox is going to have some and PlayStation is going to have some, you know. I, I think that I think that a lot of Xbox gamers feel... Um, betrayed or, or offended because Bungie used to be with Mike, with um, Xbox. It used to be owned by Microsoft. And so um, they've really had a lot of experience with Bungie games. They've grown up with Bungie games. And so now it feels weird that Bungie's just not paying as much attention to Xbox anymore. And it does. It, it does a little bit. But, I mean, it's a third. it's a third-party developer now. It's not owned by Microsoft anymore. You know? It's not been first party for a long time. Even before it split off, it was. Um, I think since Halo Three, it's not really been first party. Well, after the split, it made um, Halo Reach, and I believe yeah. ODST. Yeah, but technically, it was it was third party then still. Yeah, it was still, it was still third party. It was just kind of honoring its agreements and, and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, as a third party developer now. It, you cannot demand that they be, quote, loyal to Xbox. I mean, they're a third party. They have to make money. They have to, they have to be third. They have to pay attention to other consoles. And 
you know, Sony's been working with them. They've been working with Sony. Let, let me find that article, because it's pretty interesting what they've been doing. Um, here, this is from... This article's on ArcadeSushi.com, which is just a ridiculous name for a video game website, but I kind of like it. Um, yeah, Bungie helps develop the DualShock 4. Okay, Sony's been a really good partner all the way back to the beginning when we were first talking next-gen, and when we first started building Destiny. We really didn't know where anybody was going, but it became really clear talking with Sony at the outset that their vision really aligned where, with where we wanted to go. And that's from Eric Osborne, Reggie's head of community. Um, they worked with us, of course, on the core systems and the controller itself. Uh, this is from Sony now. Making it better for shooters, helping improve that for players, helping include and improve the social aspects of the game. So, um, yeah, they've, they've had a really good relationship. You know, they've worked together, and what, is, is Bungie now supposed to say, no, sorry, Sony, we can't work with you because we just came from Xbox you know, we just broke up with Xbox, so we, we need some time. We, we need some time away from each other right now. I, I just need to be single for a little while and, and not work with anybody. <laughs> and our, you know, what our develop our game's gonna not be as oh that's okay. We just need we just need to be single. You know, we just need to be single right now. It's, that that doesn't make any sense. No, if, if they need a company whose goals match their own, then yeah, it, it totally makes sense. I mean. It, it totally makes sense for them to work together. <laughs> it totally makes sense for them to work with each other if, if they're going to the right place, if they're going to the same place, you know? Um, but anyway. I, I, can, I, can I say my piece now? You could have said your piece a long time ago. I've been wondering why you were so quiet. Well, you guys were talking. I didn't want to get in the way. Well, welcome to podcasting. <laughs> um. First off, I, I think uh, people's rage here is directed towards the wrong place. Um, I think their rage needs to be directed more towards Activision rather than Bungie, because I'm pretty sure the deal was made with Activision rather than Bungie. Well, that's very possible. <laughs> I mean, the publisher has the say of what's going on. You know, they're given the money for the game, not. Bungie, this Bungie's not publishing it themselves. Yeah, Bungie is not publishing it themselves. Activision. This is Activision. Mm -hmm. um, secondly, this is all over DLC from a company. Okay, Bungie is a good company. I get that, but I don't think they are the company that everybody is making them out to be. To me, in order for you to be a great company, you have to show that you can do something other than what you started off doing. They became great when they made a first-person shooter. They haven't done anything other than that since. Until you do something else and make it just as great, then you can tell me how great your, your company is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just... It sucks to see this happening. This guy probably posted the best comment. World Commissure. This thread is full of so much stupid. And it is. It's completely stupid because they're complaining about this one game, but yet you don't see Sony fans going to all these other developers. Evolve, first DLC goes to Xbox. The Division, all the first DLC goes to Xbox. Call of Duty, first DLC goes to Xbox. Battlefield Hardline, DLC goes to Xbox first. Dragon what the Age. hell is that? Dragon Age, yeah. This is the same thing. 
It is the same thing. Sure, probably the time difference might be a little different, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And I'm just, I'm, I'm completely blown out of my mind that people are doing this. It's just, it's a studio that's making a game because they missed out on making the game for Sony, which they were supposed to do with the first Halo. It was supposed to come to the PS2 until Microsoft bought them. I don't think people realize the history between Microsoft and Bungie, and that's Bungie wanted to do something other than Halo, and Microsoft wouldn't let them. That's why they split from them. That was the end of that. Yeah. They finished Halo 3 because they had the contract to finish Halo 3. After that, they left because they got tired. They even said it. They wanted to do something else. So they left. Go blame Microsoft. Don't blame Bungie. Well, you know, even so, it's just not, in, even if you don't split on the best terms, as a third-party developer, it, it, it doesn't make sense to favor one console. It doesn't make sense to be, quote, loyal to one console, because you don't make money that way. I'm sorry. And if that, if that makes you lose fans, well, so be it. I mean, <laughs> those fa- th- that's just the whole fanboy thing. I, this is back to episode eight for me, because I hate the whole fanboy thing. It's like you have to be loyal to this company. Like you're now betraying Microsoft by now supplying and, and betraying you, Xbox gamers, by also supporting PlayStation. I, I see some of that too. Um, it goes beyond just having to wait a year for DLC. Um, it goes on to this sentiment of you need to support Xbox because you were on Xbox originally. But Exactly. And Sony is doing the same thing with Insomniac. Yeah, exactly. They're not by Sony. They can do whatever the hell they want. It is not your call. <laughs> hell, they've never been owned by Sony. PS1. You should be happy they stuck to three generations of consoles with Sony. And the one game that they're not releasing on the Sony platform, that's what you're complaining about? Absolutely. I haven't, I haven't looked. I should look and see if Insomniac, if Sony gamers are complaining on Insomniac's forums too. Because I, I, I didn't actually look. That game as an Xbox exclusive. They've been complaining. Those traitors! How could they do that? And I'm just, oh my god. Well, listen, I'm I'm about to demonstrate um, the whole racial diversity thing here. Hey, Sony gamers who are complaining at Insomniac, you're being stupid. Everything I just said applies to you too. Everything I just said about the Xbox, everything I just said about uh, Destiny and Bungie, it applies to you too. Insomniac is a third-party developer. And if it has made a deal with Microsoft to have Sunset Overdrive exclusive on the Xbox One, then so be it. That's how it is. I'd like to play it myself, actually. I think it looks fun, even if Ben doesn't agree with me. Well, it is traitorous. <laughs> I actually believe... No, oh. I believe it is because, not because of the same reason for Bungie. was because Insomatic's reason for not being... Insomatic? Sony... <laughs> I can ever insomnia. Yeah, there we go. The, the reason why they don't want to, the reason why they said they wanted to stop making PlayStation exclusive titles is because they wanted to spread their wings and have their releases on more consoles. Well, they said that, and then suddenly they go exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, that's it's a little hypocritical. Statement. That's a little hypocritical. It's the, <laughs> it's the actual statement they make. Yeah, if they'd not made that statement. And just made Sunset Overdrive. You know, they go, oh yeah, we 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 want to make it for a different console. 
that yeah, fair enough. I would say go ahead, do do whatever you want, make it for for the Wii U if you wanted. Or, or... <laughs> you know what? I, I I I can probably see the same thing happening with Sony and Insomniac that happened with Bungie and Microsoft. They wanted to do something else. Sony wanted them to keep doing Resistance and Ratchet and Clank, and they didn't want to do it anymore. But the, here's the difference: Insomniac was never owned by Sony. I know. So, like, yeah. Insomniac, but, 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 so, Sony or, has no say. Sony has never had a... Um, I mean, Sony owns Ratchet & Clank now, so I guess they have a bit of a say. But, um, well, they've always owned Ratchet & Clank. Uh, yeah, and so, I mean, Insomniac has always been third-party. Sony has never had a right to say, okay, Insomniac, you can't make this game anymore. You have to make this game for us. I mean, they can commission a game, they can buy, they can buy the game, they can ask them to make this game... But they can't go to Insomniac and say, you're not allowed to make a different game. You have to make this for us. See, that's the funny thing. They, at one point, they planned to buy Insomniac. They chose to buy Naughty Dog instead because they thought ins- they, there's no, no need to buy Insomniac. That was a good move. I'm sorry. D- no, it was. They decided not to buy Insomniac because Insomniac was already making exclusive games for them, and they had a fantastic relationship with them. That there's no reason to buy them. There was no reason to, because listen, um, I hate to say this now because I actually really like Insomniac, but Ratchet and Clank has been their biggest successful game. Um, Resistance has been good too, but their other stuff, like there, there was one that they made. I think it was called Fuse. Was it? Yes. Yeah, which looked a lot like Sunset Overdrive when it was first announced. I don't know. And then it became military realism shooter bang bang. Game. But, yeah, it's, that's the same thing that I've been saying. Until you branch out from what you know, you're not a great company. Yeah, but the the difference between what Insomniac has been putting out and what Naughty Dog has been putting out. Sony, I'm sorry, Insomniac, I love you. But Sony made a good, 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 good move there because Nintendo, uh, Naughty, Nintendo, Naughty Dog has been absolutely legendary for Sony. Yeah, um, they've moved so many consoles with with um, Uncharted and with The Last of Us, and with Uncharted Four, it feels like this is going to be the last Uncharted. And so I'm really interested in seeing what they have come up with next. I really am, because they're just such good storytellers. Um, so. <laughs> I hate to say it, but no regrets. But it, it would be really cool if um, if Sony eventually did buy Insomniac. I know Insomniac wants to spread its wings, so I don't think that would happen right now unless the money was really, really good. But, um, you know, I, I don't entirely blame Insomniac because I have no reason to believe... I, again, they're a third-party developer, and launching, to as, launching your game to as many people as possible is how you make money as a third-party developer. However, um, if a company buys your exclusivity, you know, even after you say you would like to spread your wings and branch out, you know, th- that that does it, it makes it doesn't make sense not to take a good deal like that, um, unless apparently you're EA and you lock Titanfall to um, Xbox One and PC. Exactly. Then you're then you're kind of in trouble. And, and in fact, I don't. We got a whole game for free. Yeah. Only for them. As, We're just getting DLC. That's probably not going to be worth more than $20 full price. As a matter of fact, because the uh, PlayStation 4 audience has expanded so much um, in so little time, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if um, a sequel to Sunset Overdrive made it to the PlayStation. 
Because, you again, as a third-party developer, you want to release your game to as many people as possible. And Yeah, but it's, it's being published by Microsoft. Oh, it's being published by Microsoft, so yeah, so that won't happen. Yeah. Well, that, that, that kind of doesn't stop it anyway. If they rename it and then... Yeah, yeah get I'm pretty sure Microsoft owns that whole license at this point, if they're publishing it. Mm-hmm. Well, Ninja, uh, Microsoft owns the Ninja Gaiden franchise, but doesn't mean Sony can't get Ninja Gaiden Sigma. It's true. Uh, I don't think we'll see it. I don't know. You could. I, I think we'll. I think we'll see Sunset Overdrive by the end of fall 2015. Um, what the original? Yeah, I think we'll see the actual original on the PS4 with the DLC and rename something like I don't know, Sunset Overdrive Full Blast or Sunset Overdrive on the rails or something like that. No, I, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. I, I would put money on it. I I think you'd lose your money. I don't, I don't see that. I think we have a better chance of seeing Titanfall than Sunset Overdrive. I do, because EA has already expressed its displeasure. Whatever money it took from Microsoft for the exclusivity um, for consoles wasn't enough. And with no surprise, I mean, with a um, when your opponent's audience is so much larger, I'm sorry, that that's not always a good deal. I think Microsoft... At the time, Microsoft was a different Microsoft than it is now. Uh, and they were extremely cocky, they were extremely arrogant, and they were like, yeah, you know, PlayStation's not going to do that well, just stick with us. And EA, for some unfathomable reason, listened. Which led to that. Um, but, you know, even even some Xbox gamers are saying Titanfall's not that big. It's not that great. So, um... Well, the servers, they've had to merge the servers for a lot of the playlists because there's not people playing it. Yeah, I mean, the the novelty was really cool, but what I'm hearing, uh, because I haven't played it, what I'm hearing is that after a while it just becomes another shooter. Um, Once the novelty of of being in the mechs wears off, then it's just another shooter. So um, that's disappointing. I had high hopes because we haven't heard very much. Is, Is this Respawn's debut game or something? Yes, it was. And, and I was excited to see a new developer come out and, and really strike gold. Um, but if that's the case, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I, I hope they can turn that around because Respawn sound They seem really talented. They seem really imaginative. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, guys, Destiny, calm down. Everyone's getting the same Destiny game. Um, unless you're... It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's DLC, it's people. DLC. It's not the whole game. It's a five hundred million dollar game. You think they'd make exclusivity on that game only? Come on. You will. You will absolutely live. You will survive. The sun will shine tomorrow. Um, even if it's cloudy, the sun will be behind it. It'll be daytime. You will survive. This will not kill you. Um, <laughs> you will get the exact same game that PlayStation gamers get. Um, all you'll miss out on is a little DLC and some green at the end of the commercials. Yeah, and you'll, you'll, like, you'll already have a white Xbox coming, so you don't, it's not like the white PS4 is... is... I, thought, I thought the white Xbox was canned. Was it canned? I thought Because it was originally going to be with Titanfall, wasn't it? And they dropped it. No, there was a white Xbox One for um, developers only. Um, yeah, and, and the, the actual one to be sold was uh, cancelled. I, I read around E3 that a white Xbox One was going to come out for uh, consumers. Has that been canned? Well, 
I don't know. The last one I knew it was cancel. Wait, oh yeah, white cancel later this year. Yeah, the white cancel will be out. Why would you cancel it? It's, all you're doing is repainting the plastic, man. <laughs> Come on. Well, they originally had it tied in with Titanfall with a special white Xbox One, but then they they completely just cancelled it all. No, this is going to be separate. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. I still think the whole thing about white and black consoles is weird. I don't know. Actually, it, the one that's talking about right now is it's, it's the only information I can find is about the Titanfall one. Yeah. And that doesn't exist anymore. It's all rumours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the white one doesn't exist. Okay, um, real quick, before we wrap this stuff up, um, a map has been widely published in the video game world of the United States. Um, this company called Movoto Real Estate Blog, um, they actually sent this to PSU as well, but we didn't publish it. Um, it, it released a map, and basically what Movoto Real Estate Blog did is it counted Facebook likes in the United States for the different consoles. And, um... <laughs> uh, it's, it's been making a lot of news lately, with, which makes me smile. But, <laughs> basically, it, it's been counting which how many Facebook likes each um, console has in the United States. And the Xbox One got 22 states. Uh, there were 9 ties, and the PS4 got 19. So everyone's been going, oh, Xbox One's more interesting in the United States. Yeah, that's bull. Um, I First of all, there's no... I, I hate to say this, because this game has... This, this episode's been very PS4-friendly um, <laughs> already, so I'd, I'd like to give some good news to the Xbox One here, but, you know, this doesn't mean... This is literally... People like to throw around the term clickbait. This is clickbait if I've ever seen one, because this information is meaningless. You cannot properly gauge the interest of anything simply by counting Facebook likes. Here's why. Um, For one, the Xbox 360 was bigger than the PS3 last generation, and a lot of people liked Xbox then, um, as opposed to now. Just because the PS4 is getting more attention this generation so far, does not mean that all those people who liked Xbox One back then went back and unliked the Xbox, all right? A lot of people who like Xbox now liked Xbox way back then, <laughs> you know? So it, it, that really, this is really muddled information that they're working with. Not, not only that, but Xbox is far more active on um, Facebook than it is on other... Uh, I don't know, they are pretty active on Twitter as well. PlayStation, on the other hand, isn't as active on Facebook. You know, they send out a message every couple days. Xbox, meanwhile, (laughs) it's like they live on Facebook. You know, so of course they have some more followers, whereas PlayStation has a lot of followers on Twitter. You know, this is not at all a, a good way to gauge the popularity of any one device, or even the interest and any one device, especially because Twitter is so large. So it's not like they went and and counted, you know, Google Plus and Twitter and Facebook. This is just Facebook. So this doesn't make... This really is pointless information. Um, And this is coming from a real estate blog. This isn't even a video gaming company. Um, 
really what's going on is they just want some publicity. They just want to, the video game market, the video game industry is very hot right now. And so Movoto would like a piece of that, which is fine. Um, I, I don't know what information they used or, or what methods they used to get this information. They haven't said anything about that. Um, I guess they just want some clicks, but this is literally just a random blog about houses, real estates, um, 10 safest places in Mississippi, 10 most exciting places in Oregon. Is President Obama moving to the Rancho Mirage? Um, you know, the 10 snobbiest mid-sized cities in America. This is the kind of stuff they do. I, I don't know where this random interest in video games comes from. Um, but whatever. I, I think that it's been get, this map's been getting a lot of attention, but I don't think that there's a reason to give it a, a second glance because it's completely worthless information. But I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Uh, it's not England. It's not England. <laughs> what What do you think it would be for England? Well, to be fair, actually, to be fair, if you went to Xbox 360, it would yeah, PS3, it would be mostly Xbox 360. Um, uh, to be honest, I think the PS4 would be slightly ahead in the actual counties, but the Xbox always did have a big sort of presence here in England. So. Yeah, Xbox is Xbox is pretty big in the UK. Uh, I think UK was another Xbox territory, for lack of a better term. Mainly because it was cheaper than the PS PS3. Absolutely, we 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 like to buy cheap things. <laughs> Absolutely, because everything else is ridiculously expensive. Yes. Uh, gas in England is crazy. Fuel or petrol, excuse me, petrol in England is is crazy. Good. Um, Good <laughs> petrol makes sense. I don't know where gas and gasoline came from because it's it's petroleum, right? Yeah, it's not actual gas. No, it's not. It, it's a liquid. It's literally a liquid um, coming from petroleum. So. Petrol. I'm just going to start calling it petrol here in the states, and see yes. and see how many people I confuse. Next, I'll get handball a real term. Handball. Yeah, that's what I call your version of football. But see, there's all because you use your hands more than your actual. Feet. I agree with that, but see, there's actually a sport called handball. Well, call it American hand football. <laughs> there we go, uh, there Gary. Go. What do you think about this map? Um, I think it's also kind of pointless. Um, it's based on Facebook, so people are just going to click whatever the hell they want. Yeah. It's, it's just not reliable information that they have. Um, like, I, I would bet a lot that a lot of the Xbox One stuff is, is leftover from, and not even leftover. I mean, what reason does anyone have to dislike Xbox now? You know, what reason does anyone have to take... The Xbox One's a good console. Well, a lot of people like the Xbox One. And so this... It, some people like stuff just for the sake of liking stuff, just because their friends like stuff. This is really bad information that Movoto is going on. It's not reliable. So, I, whatever. Um, <laughs> and not to mention there are several states that are tied. I don't know. Maybe the Xbox can... Or the PS4 can get some more there. I don't know. But... That's that. Anyway, guys, this was episode 23 of the racial, the racial, uh, racial diversity. One second. Yes. One second, Glenn. I have some breaking news. Oh. Uh, it seems. 
Microsoft has accidentally leaked a little bit of information today really? about an hour ago. What information is there? It seems a little game that I have obviously nobody on here has ever heard of or excited for or will jump in joy about at all. Um, Batman Arkham Knight will release possibly on the 24th of February. Wait, Microsoft, Microsoft leaked this on purpose? Well, it's on their store. Oh, it's on their store. Oh, it's a pre-order. It, exclusive offer pre-order now and get a $10 Xbox gift card. And the release date of 20, 24th of February 2015. What? Which is about is the same. Terrible news. Why? Look at all the games coming out around that yeah. time. Yeah. It, it's the, the same, same day as The Witcher. October has that problem too. There are a lot of games coming out. Witcher 3, The Order, Batman. Oh my god, what are they doing to us? They're trying to make us broke, man. But at least you get your $10 Xbox gift card if you pre order it from Microsoft Store. Yeah. Uh, Can you buy anything for $10 on Microsoft Store? (laughs) Probably nothing. Um, There is one more thing I would like to talk about. There has been some turmoil in the PlayStation realm. Um, because The Last of Us has received a price drop. Um, instead of $60, it is now $50. Um, oh no, how dare they? <laughs> I know, but there has been a, a somewhat legitimate concern going around because PlayStation's terms of service say that pre-orders on the PSN store do not get um, refunds. There, there are no cancellation refunds. Um so people were freaking out. They're like, what? This has received a price change. It's now $10 cheaper and we can't get a refund. Um, but no, I, the thing is that was probably designed with cancellations in mind. So, you know, if you, pre, if you pay for a pre-order, that pre-order is non-refundable. You, you can't cancel it. This was a special situation. There, this is now a price change. Um, so uh, here's the actual terms. Here's the actual term it uses. It says, you may not cancel a pre-order at any time and refunds are not available for pre-orders subject to applicable laws. However, this is different. This is a price change, not a cancellation. So um, an update just came out, um, either I think last night, from Adam Boys, Sony's vice president, publisher, and developer. Um, he went on Twitter to confirm that gamers will, in fact, receive a $10 refund. That refund will come to you in the next five to seven ga- uh, days. So if you have already pre-ordered The Last of Us Remastered for the PS4, um, you will receive your $10 refund, probably on your PlayStation account in your wallet, uh, within the next five to seven days. Uh, If you have not pre-ordered it yet, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. Um, That's that's hypocritical. I haven't pre-ordered it yet either, but I will. Um, You can now do so for only $50 instead of $60, so that's a nice little surprise. Um, Hey, Ben. Or Glenn, yes. how much you want to bet people are going to rage that it's not going back on their credit card? I don't know. I don't care. That's that's <laughs> not how it works. The whole, Sony has Sony has the wallet system. So you're you bought the in order to even pre-order the game in the first place, you have to put that money in your wallet. So um, you probably spent like fifty dollars or sixty dollars and put an entire um, that entire amount in your wallet. So Sony cannot now go back and see oh. You spent $50 on this credit to your wallet, so let's divide that somehow and pretend that 
let's just split $10 off of that and let's just put that on your credit. It doesn't work that way. You know, I have no, I have no problem with the way they, they do this. They, they can't. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, how much you want to bet people are going to be complaining. Oh, people are going to complain. People always complain. <laughs> Oh, if, if there's well, if there's told, something to complain told, about, in fact, if there's not something to complain about, people will complain. Oh, well, while we're talking about complaints, Europe for the win. Basically, in Europe now, if you think a game is too buggy or too glitchy, you can go to your store and get a full refund on that tile. In in what? It's uh, it's one of the e- new EU laws that have passed to specify type for video games and digital downloads. So say you say we, we, you bought the Battlefield Four last year. Under this new EU law, if you started playing and it kept crashing for you, could contact EA and ask for a refund, and they would have nothing. They would have no way to decline you. Here's the problem I have with that. Um, I, I wonder how it's worded because if it's worded in a way, oh. I think this is too buggy. I want a refund. You know, I, I see that being abused extremely easily. I could see it being oh, it I could be. see it being like, oh, I played this game and I want money to buy a different game. Hmm. Okay, I'm just gonna say it's buggy. You know? Uh, that's I, I could I could totally see that being abused. So I hope it's worded in a in a better way than it sounds like it is. Uh one sec. Uh totally agree with you on that one, Glenn. We agree, yes. yes. Traders have to disclose the total cost of the product or service as well as extra, extra fees. Uh, you now have a 14 day t- days to change your mind on a purchase. So if you've purchased it, in it and any time between 40 days, you can return it. Okay. Uh, including online auctions, though. I think, it's, uh, I think it's weird when legislators start making laws about things that are very specific. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, it also counts DLC. So even if you if your DLC is kind of broken, then you can also get your refund on that as well. Yeah, I, I feel like that's just complicating things in the industry. I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. All I can say is thank you. Along with our UK laws of the pricing and that, it's, it can be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely UK, good for consumers, but I'm 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 worried about how what it's going to do for the industry, for the for the developers, for the gamers, for not for the gamers, for the uh, publishers, all that sort of stuff. Um, well, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um. Anyway, guys, that's it for us right now. Let me check. Let me check our. No, I already did that. I was going to check our iTunes and see if we got any reviews, but we didn't. Um. We may be going to a separate iTunes account. Right now we're kind of lumped in with PSU. But we may be going for something different there, so you will have something new to follow. But for now, follow us on iTunes with PSU. If you're a PlayStation fan, you will be extremely happy because you will get PlayStation Unchained and RDGH downloaded to all of your iThings automatically. Um, If you're a PlayStation fan, of course, for the greatest news in PlayStation gaming, keep it at PSU.com. Um... That's it. That's up. That's it for episode twenty-three. Uh, we're done. Uh, ben, any shout-outs? Anything to add? Any ways people can contact uh, you? You can contact me at chili underscore uk or chili on PSU or chili on 
the error gap or ben.schillerbeerhall at psu.com. That's C-H-I-L-L-E. I like how you said that. C-H-I-L-L-E. Okay. Um, <laughs> ben, uh, you, not Ben, Gary, how about you? Uh, you can reach me at Gagalush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, on Twitter, and Gary at G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com. And you can reach me at Glenn.Gordon at PSU.com, or on Twitter at GoGlenn underscore at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore. And with that, we are out of here. Uh, but before we go, we're going to try something a little different this week. Um, since we talked about how we like Overclocked Remix earlier... We're going to play a full song for you. Uh, at the top of the show, you heard a clip of Immortalized, a remix by Soul Signal of a track from Halo 3. Now, here's In Memoriam by Brandon Strader, again from Halo 3. Remember, you can download these songs and many other amazing video game remixes in full for free from Overclocked Remix. That's www.ocremix.org. Uh, tune in next week for another episode of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Until then, we wish you a great week, great gaming, and as always, don't be a racist. I believe it, Gaza. Yeah. Hey, Do you like? Do you do you move away from your microphone when you say that? No, I just say it very quiet. Because you're like <laughs> believing it. <laughs> believing it. It's like a car passing by. Anyway, we'll we'll see you next week, guys. <laughs>